Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We are live in Austin, Texas at our respective households. This is John Massengale, and I've got Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser with me. Hey, boys, how's it going? Jazz hands, jazz hands. Good stuff. Ah, happy hands. A uh, little greasy, a little scarred up. Turning some been working time. around the, in the garage, Les? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, well, we got a great show tonight, guys. We have two fantastic guests. We have Connor Daly. We just got off the phone, uh, off the video with him, and did a, about a 20-minute video with him, and he was about to go racing again on uh, on iRacing again, but we had Connor Daly on. We'll have that interview on here in a bit, but we also have a young 18-year-old race driver, Stingray Rob, one of the best race driver names in the business. <laughs> no question. That's what we're going to talk to him about. <laughs> yeah, what's his background, Jonathan? Well, he's a youngster. Obviously, he's, um, he's an American youngster from um, Idaho, actually, which is interesting. I want to hear about that because you don't you don't think about too many people coming from Idaho and going racing because there's not a lot of tracks. His nearest track is Portland, I think. Um, but um, yeah, he's just 18 and he's on the road to Indy. Um, and he was like everybody else about to embark on another season of pro to, uh, of, of pro um Indie Pro 2000. So um, I just, you know, it's always good to keep, you get new faces on the show, find out what they're doing and how they're dealing with their time. And he hasn't, he, there is, he hasn't actually been doing any e-racing. So I want to ask him about why and what he, what he's planning. Well, that's what we're going to talk a lot about today because there's a ton of esports going on this weekend. You know, IndyCar had their big IndyCar challenge. Formula One had the Lando challenge. NASCAR on Fox had a fantastic presentation. Their production was awesome. Uh, Trans Am, of course, Jonathan was the voice of Trans Am. They did their first esports, and yeah, I, <laughs> well, I'll tell you more about that. But yeah, lots to tell you about it. It was a heck of an experience, but a, a really uplifting experience. I'll tell you more about that later. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Jonathan. I caught some of that, and it was it was great. And uh, graphics were excellent. Did a few items that I've never seen race cars do so frequently, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's been fun to watch the, the listen to the drivers as they talk about, hey, that guy just drove through me or or my car is upside down and still going. Just to give you an example, we cut off all the chatter. So we turned all the mics off. So we couldn't actually we might change that next week. But 
we had 30 professional racing drivers, no sim, sim drivers, although some of them were both, if you like. Um, but we had professional Trans Am drivers, youngsters who were tr just getting into uh, um, Trans Am, and then guys that have retired or left or whatever, and then current drivers. And we had guys in Hawaii, New York, Florida. We had race control in San, uh, in, excuse me, in Las Vegas. And then we had a race director from the actual game R Factor in England. <laughs> so it, it was quite uplifting just just to be part of that community on um, Discord and hear all the voices and trying to organize it. So well, if, I, if nothing else, it was nice to be connected with so many people. Well, I was watching you guys. I watched quite a bit of that, Jonathan. It was head to head with the IndyCar challenge. So I had to watch it afterwards. Right. But it was great. The production was really good. I mean, there's glitches in all of them right now. I mean, sure. The best production of the weekend was it was uh, NASCAR, and they did it on on Fox, not just Fox Sports, but Fox Network Television. It was yeah. it was a really slick production. I mean, honestly, it looked pretty much like the regular NASCAR weekend. They did it, you know, last weekend, but this was even better. This was really slick. They had they had remote cameras in a bunch of the drivers' houses, looking at their setups and their rigs and everything. It was a really amazing production. Well, also, yes. you get a chance to really understand and look at people's personalities because of things like Twitch, where you can literally subscribe to a driver. You really get to know their personality. You know, I, I a, one of my buddies that was following it and everything, and he, he had explained to me, and I tuned in and saw a little bit of it. Uh, they're actually interviewing the driver, you know, in their phone, in their home, showing some gear shots, little chatter about that. It's kind of neat just to hear them go there. We also saw it at the end of the IndyCar race as well, where they talked some gear. You know, and if you want to re get really behind the scenes is go to each of the driver's Twitch account if they have them there. And they're starting to get more and more of them. You're starting to see them. And Lando Norris was my favorite until this weekend. And this is not just said because he's on the show, but Connor Daly on Twitch was fantastic. He was so great because it was funny. He wasn't really taking it super serious at the beginning. He was kind of at the back. But it, and that's what made it fun for to watch him and listen to him. But I had so on the big screen, I had the IndyCar, the main feed with Lee Diffie and the boys doing the, the a really slick television style production. Right. But on my laptop, I had uh, Lando. I mean, I had Connor Daly, but he had on his Discord channel, and you could hear that conversation. He had Alexander Rossi, so you got to hear these two guys who are best buddies, right? You got to hear them talking, and they were talking smack about dr other drivers on the track. It was really, really entertaining. That, that to me, is has been the biggest thing. Is, is is sim racing is no more exciting than 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 real racing. In fact, I don't think to watch graphics is that amazing. Um, and you know, it's not for real. But um, when you actually see the humans behind the wall, as it were, that's where it gets interesting. You know, I know we're all a bit deprived of the real thing right now, but I got to say that uh, even without it, I think I would still enjoy it as entertainment and everything. Sure. And, uh, you know, I asked Connor about going from a racing car to the to the sim instead as a competitive environment rather than training. And so uh, I thought his response there was really interesting. Well, guys, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll do that, get the break out of the way, because we have a nice long interview with Connor Daly that we want to hear. We want to play everybody, and uh, it's it's really great. So stick with us through the break, and we'll have Connor Daly. You're listening to Speed City. We're live in Austin, Texas, back after these messages.
As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Hey, I'm Tanner Faust, one of the hosts of Top Gear. And thanks for listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We are in Austin, Texas, and we have been watching all the esports this weekend, all the motor racing and also motorcycle racing because MotoGP joined the online party this weekend. And we're going to talk about that later in the show. But we're going to jump right into this interview that we did with Connor Daly, well, about 45 minutes ago, and talk about his experience during the IndyCar Challenge. So let's go ahead and hear from Connor Daly. All right, everybody, we're really excited to have our next guest. We are so excited. Connor Daly, welcome back to Speed City. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, the uh, IndyCar Challenge yesterday, that was fantastic. I loved it. Well, I'm glad people did like it. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it as much, um, but, uh, but I'm not a big sim racer. So I, I was hopefully just getting out there to maybe put on a show for the fans, um, you know, connect with some people, Maybe give them a little bit of a uh, of a uh, distraction from what's going on in the world, um, and and what better way to do it, I guess, than uh, than kind of racing with all of our uh, competitors. So it it is what it is. We've got to do the best with what we've got right now, and uh, and I think we certainly are by by giving uh, you know this kind of content to our uh, our fan base. Well, it was fun, and you know the the broadcast that Lee Diffie and the boys were hosting was really great. I had that on the big screen and then I had your Twitch feed on my laptop with my headphones. And I'll be honest, I ended up listening to you for almost the entire race because you and Alexander Rossi going at it and, uh, and talking a little trash too. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. Cause like, like Alex and I, like we're on the same page. Like we're like, we're doing it cause uh, you know, we, we, we can represent for our sponsors. We can represent for our teams. And I think that's the most important part. Um, but like, uh, they can't hear us. So for us to just kind of have our own little discord channel and, and laugh about it and, uh, and, and kind of trying to take, not take the seriousness away from it. Um, but it is kind of cool to be able to give the fans my perspective of what's going on the broadcast. I don't, I have no idea how the broadcast was. I assume it's great because those NBC guys do a great job, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm always going to be me. I'm I'm never going to change. And uh, if you drop by my Twitch channel, that's for sure what you're going to see. 
Hey, Connor, I got a question. Um, I did the um, Trans Am uh, broadcast yesterday and we got 30 actual Trans Am drivers, similar to what you were doing, same time actually. Um, but, um, you know, we're all learning as we go along. I think Fox has done a great job with NASCAR. I thought Indy's coverage was brilliant, um, especially because you've got Lee Dippy. You've got, you know, it's, it's familiar uh, sounds and faces and obviously all you guys involved. But what, it, I mean, you know, I like the idea of the interaction. And as John says, I was listening to you and I was listening to Lando with Formula One. Um, what, what's the preferred method? And you've done a little bit of this and you're, you're quite, you know, you and Alex have done that um, podcast yourselves. But I mean, do you think it's better to have a couple of drivers challenging each other that we can tune in and listen to? Or do you like the idea of also doing a TV broadcast as well? I think the TV broadcast is certainly cool. I mean, I think NASCAR has, has uh, you know, executed that to a T. Um, I mean, to, to be live on Fox Sports 1 is, is huge. I mean, they drew massive numbers for that. Uh, which is great. And obviously, you know, we're not at that level yet only because we're just dipping our toe in the water here. I mean, NASCAR has had an e-racing series for at least the last couple of years. And so mm -hmm. has Formula One. So they, yeah. they have experience doing that. Uh, and I've been pushing IndyCar for years because I've been in this esports realm. Like I am a huge gamer, not necessarily racing games. I'm not a huge racing game guy, but Joseph Newgarden and I, we've played every single Forza Motorsport game from Forza 1 to Forza 7 for hours in my basement when we were like 13, 14, 15. Um, and, and, it's, and that's like, that's how we, you know, competed against each other away from the go-kart track was on the Xbox. So, um, so I've, I've been huge into gaming for a long time, but we haven't had the time. And IndyCar, you know, they, they didn't have the staff to really dedicate to that either. But now we're forced into it. So I think that's cool, hopefully for the long run. Um, but yeah, I, I think having a TV broadcast is good, but then also, you know, we, we all probably have one or two different tech items that we have access to, whether it's a phone or an iPad or a laptop or something. So yes, have the TV broadcast going, have whatever your driver that you want to support on Twitch is, is doing as well. People are definitely getting more into that. Obviously, Sage had a channel going last night. Um, Tony Kanan called me today and he's like, do you have an extra webcam? Because he wants to stream something too. So I've got to give Tony this webcam that I've got here in my, in my, uh, in my technology center. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, I think it's cool to have both TV and the ability to see sort of driver first-hand experience. Mm -hmm. Connor, I've got a question. We've seen a lot of drivers, or uh, I'll say a lot of gamers, go from the game to driving. Well, we get to turn the tables now. Does the track experience give you a, a leg up, although not in this audience, but does the track experience help you in the game? Uh, I don't think so at all. Uh, the cars are so different in the game. Um, I think the one thing that iRacing might get out of this is a bunch of real IndyCar drivers for the first time giving them feedback on the IndyCar because it is very different from what the actual IndyCar is like to drive. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, that could be a cool point of development for those guys. I mean, the, the, guy, the experts that are tuning the setup, uh, you know, I, I love Watkins Glen, right? Like, I'm a huge Watkins Glen fan. Uh, I mean, we we almost were on the podium there in 2015 or 2016 if we didn't run out of fuel with one lap to go. Well, half a lap to go, so we finished fourth. Elio yeah. got me blind, and uh, and I loved that race. Like I, I thought it was so fun. Um, we qualified well. They were always fast there. Um, but on the sim, it's just 
there's not enough feel because Watkins Glen is so fast and there's so much feel, uh, you know, through the seat of your pants that you need. Um, you know, I can't quite get that out of a sim and it's a different feel as well that we're trying to tell iRacing like, Hey, this is like, we got to tune this thing a little bit because it's not quite how the real car is, but that could, that should be cool for them and their users, you know, in the long run. You know, Connor, I heard you talking about it during the race and I mean, it was during practice or qualifying, but you're talking about one of the corners and you couldn't believe that you lost traction. You were saying, man, I'm flat out normally in the car. And I, I guess that's exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple corners where the most challenging part is getting to power and we don't have enough power in an Indy car to, to, to spin the wheels that aggressively. I mean, it's just, you, you, you never see that. And, and it's, or it's also something that you can feel so easily. Uh, but maybe sitting on my Ikea chair from my kitchen table <laughs> isn't necessarily the right way to go about doing it. But, um, but I think some of the other drivers, even with their, um, you know, $50,000 simulators that, that have been loaned to them, uh, you know, I think, I think they're struggling <laughs> with it as well. So it's, it is what it is. We'll deal with it. I think racing on ovals will be much more fun and we'll see tonight. I got this gateway race tonight, but, uh, but who knows? So what do you, what kind of rig do you have? Uh, rig. That's a, <laughs> a word. Uh, well, Logitech, uh, actually Log Logitech were really cool enough to send me, um, send me basically a year ago. I started setting up this, uh, my, the Connor daily technology center in my guest room, um, <laughs> for, for my gaming career. Uh, and, and so main gear sent me a computer and they designed it like my helmet. So that's really cool. Black and green. Uh, and then I've got a Logitech steering wheel G29, I think it is. I'm looking at the box. Uh, Logitech. So basically all Logitech, <laughs> everything. Um, and, and it is what it is. And I'm sitting on literally, I, I don't have anything else. I looked at my house and I was like, I really don't, I don't even have like weights I can use to like put behind the chair or anything heavy. So I've got my Ikea kitchen table chair with uh, my suitcase behind it pointed at it so it helps to re reduce the angle back. Uh, and then my pedals on the floor, I have carpet floor, so I thought it would have gripped the pedals, but after like 30 laps of Watkins Glen, it starts moving. <laughs> so I figured out I had to put a cardboard box, um, a box of the webcam that I'm using, I think, behind it against the wall so then they wouldn't move anymore. So we're we're getting there. It's not necessarily a, um, a sim rig, uh, but it does get the job done. And for oval racing, like tonight, like gateway, we'll be on fire tonight. We'll be, we'll be a rocket ship. But, uh, but if I also correct too aggressively, it is mounted to a glass desk. So <laughs> it might shatter and explode in a massive fashion. But if it does happen while I'm live streaming, it'll be great content. That's right. It'll be your biggest <laughs> ever. But, uh, you know. Connor Daily brought to you by Ikea. <laughs> yeah. You know, Connor. But isn't this just perfect Connor Daily, though? That you, you always come in at the yep. last second. You bring in the hired gun. This is perfect. And look, you, yesterday you came from pretty far back and ended up 10th, right? So there you go. Yeah, it was good. Honestly, like, we were not. I was not that fast, but to be fair, I, we made, I only made one mistake early on and I was really happy about that because not being able to feel anything, it's so easy to make mistakes like that and spin out, but, uh, but we did. So it was really cool. I mean, I think 
it, it got us some good, you know, some good, mo good, good momentum, good pub for the Air Force. Uh, Jimmy Johnson put a photo of us together up on his Instagram, which is really cool, and and that helps the Air Force as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, realistically, we got to think about the people who actually contribute to our programs. You know, who aren't necessarily getting the the TV time or the exposure that they were supposed to be getting right around this time. Um, and I think anything we can generate socially, uh, whether it's through Twitch, whether it's through, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, YouTube, uh, I think is, is, um, you know, super important right now. You know, the iRacing platform though was, it's really cool. It, it works to watch, you know, my wife walked through the room and she was, she just looked at it and then she did a double take. She didn't realize it was gaming at first or, or okay. sim. And uh, so it, it definitely works. And, and uh, I think, I mean, I know nothing's going to be perfect unless you've maybe got the, the $50,000 rig. Do those rigs, do they, are they giving any like other feedback besides steering wheel or anything? What all are they doing? Do you know? Uh, well, I mean, there's a couple rigs that are motion, uh, but I mean, a lot of them like, like Jimmy Johnson's and Simon's and actually most of the other guys competing they're all, they all have, um, you know, uh, more realistic brake pedals. So like when you hit the brake pedal, uh, for like accurate pressure, like it reads properly, um, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, it, it's more about being in the position of driving as well. That's always helpful. Um, but like we, we were, we're on the Chevy simulator a lot. Like we've done, I think 10 or 12 days so far at Pratt and Miller in Charlotte. Uh, obviously we can't right now, but simulation is like still a big part of, um, of, of like our IndyCar development as well. Ed Carpenter Racing spends a lot of time on the sim. Um, and, and now I really, I, I started to hate that simulator because again, I'm not a sim guy, but now I really want to go back to it after playing on my terrible setup here. McConnell, I got a question. I mean, you've always been chasing the money and, and a real hustler for getting your IndyCar drives. Is there a financial aspect to this potentially. Um, I mean, I heard that a lot of actual drivers like yourself are now contacting uh, designers in the games to get their own livery, to get their own uh, car, you know, sponsorship as it were, that, that is important to them, helmets and so on. But is there an actual financial possibility for you here? Well, I think everything's for sale at all times. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you look at some of the NASCAR guys for their racing series. I mean, Landon Castle, uh, he's literally sold sponsorship twice to two different companies now for both of those NASCAR events. Um, and I don't know what the numbers on that look like. I really have no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's certainly, I mean, I've, I've uploaded my U.S. Air Force car, obviously, to, you know, to Trading Paints, the system that runs on iRacing to make sure that, you know, everyone can see it. Um, and that, that, that is very important. I mean, for us, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't go out and sell it to a new sponsor because I feel like, you know, we want to make sure that the U S air force gets the most out of this. And if it's an IndyCar, car, it's going to be a U.S. air force car. Um, but the financial side on Twitch is actually important. I mean, we're not doing anything right now. Right. So like we, like, you know, we're, I don't know how everyone's contract works, but like, you know, some people get paid monthly, some people get paid in, in race to race. It's kind of random. Um, but Twitch, there is a, a way to, you know, to generate money through Twitch. I mean, Twitch is a great platform for fans to support drivers or anyone, any, any creator. Um, that's why I said Lando, when you mentioned him earlier, that guy is the amount of like subscriptions that he has. Like if you, if you do the math on like the numbers, he is making a considerable amount of money per month just by playing video games. And it's so hard for people to understand. Like if I tell people that they're like, well, that's, 
what do you mean? And I'm like, you have to know about it to like, to really know about it. And, and once you figure it out, like I've had a bunch of drivers ask me about it because I was like, yeah, guys, it's literally like, it's not free money, but like it, it's, it's a cool way for people to support, you know, their favorite guys or girls. Well, I signed up, I signed up as a subscriber and it was like five bucks a month. And, go, uh, and, and, uh, and that, but, but you, but I wanted you to get a free hat with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get access to special, uh, special, um, emotes and chat that only yep. you subscribers can use. Uh, and then, yeah, like the whole th the whole point about it is like, you know, if there's a subscriber or if someone like donates to it, you know, it's, it's on us to be like, Hey, we really appreciate that. Thank you so yep. much for doing this or whatever. And like last year or two years ago, um, when I first started Twitch, I actually put, um, I, some of the money that I raised on Twitch, I actually put everyone's handles on my go-kart at the super nationals. Like oh, two that's years cool. ago, and they like, people loved it. Right. So like anytime like that, um, I think you can get people involved. Like they like to see that. So yeah, that's why, that's why we use it. Clever. Very clever. Well, you know, Connor, I think that one thing we can't all forget here is while I was watching that, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't yeah. worried about that. I was stuck in my house. I wasn't worried about, you know, everybody's got worries from, you know, their health to money to everything else. And when you guys are doing this, this is great because I saw everybody in the chat. Nobody, everybody was totally engaged and having fun. And I know that, you know, that this is going to help you guys, but it was a big help to everybody watching. Yeah, I agree, man. I think right now, like it's, I, I'm, I'm annoyed waking up every day that we're not, you know, not able to at least go out for lunch or dinner, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's really tough to stay, um, you know, motivated because I mean, it's really hard to look forward to end of May, June, you know what I mean? Like that is so far away. And, uh, and my season normally starts in May anyway, but I'm on the road. Like I'm going to all the races. We're doing stuff. We got, we got, I can interact with my engineers. I can go see my team. Uh, but I can't even do that right now. So, so it is very difficult. Certainly it's been very difficult on me. Um, you know, I'm every day, you know, we work out in the morning, work out in the evening. So, it, you know, you can still do your training, but it's like, my gosh, there's still another two months or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's so long to wait. So to have something like this to maybe create some excitement, um heck we got a driver on sports center this last night that's hilarious uh so you know we we, we got to do it and um honestly it is very frustrating and i think some drivers are very frustrated by it but we're also competitive that you know tony canon's called me twice in, all day today looking for equipment and stuff like he wants to buy a new pc he needs a webcam and i was like all right here we go so <laughs> that was the last person i thought would be getting heavily into sim racing connor what uh, I mean, obviously, the teams are keeping taking care of their distance and everything. Uh, is there anything going on with the car where individuals going in and working on their subsystem or anything like that? Uh, are you talking on the simulator or, or in real life? <laughs> in real life. <laughs> so no, I mean, honestly, our our shop has been shut down. So every everything in Indiana right now is is um, you know it's a stay at home order. So um it's a stay-at-home order until like april 7th so right now it does look like the team uh some of the guys will be going back to work like around april 7th or april 8th um which is the first time since st pete you know I'll, i can't even go in and get like my helmets or anything out of the out of the trailer 
Um, because I, I, I was at the go-kart track today. I did like 250 laps at the go-kart track today and I, I couldn't get any of my stuff for it. So I was just using some of my old stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think everyone, everyone's just looking forward to that day because obviously I think a lot changes when it comes to preparation because the month of May, you know, there's three separate cars for our team that are purely prepped for the month of May, um, for the Indy 500 because it's the first oval race. Well, now the first oval race is Texas. So I, I don't know how that's going to work. I think there's probably going to have to be some reshuffling of the chassis because um, my Indy 500 car was painted and done uh, and in the trailer as my backup car in St. Pete. But now I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's Ed's car for Texas or if my road course car is now going to be Ed's oval car for Texas. So there's definitely going to be some interesting, um, you know, change of plans, I guess, throughout, uh, throughout the first couple weeks of, of getting back to work. Connor, I've got one final question for you, and I mentioned this in Trans Am yesterday. Um, but when you're racing tonight, and when we tune in next week to, to what you're doing, Indy, think about all those mechanics sitting at home with a beer going, not my problem. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I, I, had, my, I had my fueler text me. I had my engineer. He was telling me, he's like, he made a comment about my brake bias. He's like, oh, man, that darn brake bias. He's like, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it. You know, the guys are, are definitely you, race mechanics and race teams work so hard and they work all the time, uh, more than people ever see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is mandatory time off right now, which I think some people appreciated for probably the first three days, but everyone wants to get back to work. Everyone <laughs> loves racing. Uh, the guys on our team are so dedicated to, you know, to what they, they want to do and, and, and to winning races. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see uh, basically when we get back to work how it all is. And, and honestly, I just want to get through every day as quick as possible and get to May. And um, it's going to be weird in May not going to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But hopefully, uh, you know, we can get rolling at Detroit and, uh, and just start from there and, and start strong. Well, Connor Daly, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you coming on. And, you know, I want you guys to you, – you and your family stay safe. And uh, we'll, we'll be watching you and, and uh, shouting at you on Twitch. Yeah, we appreciate that, guys. I'll be streaming it tonight too. So, uh, so we'll see how it goes. Good luck. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Connor. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think my favorite thing watching Connor yesterday was when he passed Jimmy Johnson, and you could see him so excited like a little kid. But all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a break because when we come back, we got another race driver going to be live with us, Stingray Rob. So listen to Speed City live from Austin back after these messages. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity. 
with Texas Ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, I'm Wayne Rainey, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Hi, welcome back to the show. Like having Wayne Rainey bring us back. But yeah, we, uh, we've got a, a race driver on the show. But before we get to him, Les, our friends over at Motivation, do you want to talk about them? Hey, you bet. Uh, you know, a lot of things going on. You know, here I am sitting in my garage. Uh, great time to do some projects. And Motivation is still operational in, the, in their mail order business. Uh, they are shipping every day. Uh, the retail storefront is closed, but uh, you can absolutely use it. Uh, you heard one in a million a little bit earlier. They are doing curbside delivery, or you can uh, use Uber Eats, I think it is, to uh, get one in a million breakfast or lunch delivered to you. So uh, remember these folks, they're still in, out there working and doing great. Circle Brewery allows you to stop by and they'll uh, give you beers to go. That's the uh, new Texas law. And so uh, pick up for a six-pack can of Circle Brew. Yeah, essential businesses. Also, Ducati Austin, their service department is still open, too, so don't forget about that. Might and be you can book a ride if you want to. And yeah, you do what, John? I think you can book a ride as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Over Ducati, yep. All, All of right. these sports related, just call ahead and make an appointment. They are not leaving the doors unlocked, but call ahead and they're taking appointments. Yep. All right, well, let's go ahead and welcome our next guest to the show. Very excited to have this young driver on the show because he's on his way up through the the uh, 2000 series in the road to Indy. We want to welcome Stingray Rob to the show. Stingray, welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. great. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, Stingray. Um, I got a big Corvette fan with me here in, in my other John, the one you just spoke to. <laughs> Tell us where you, I mean, you could never have been a bus driver. You could never have been, a, I don't know. You were obviously born to be a racing driver. So tell me the heritage and, and reason you got that name. So first of all, my parents, they, uh, they were obviously big Corvette fans. And my dad has a black 1966 Stingray sitting at home that he used to drag race. And so I grew up around cars. They, they actually started the local Corvette club in uh, Boise, Idaho. So I actually took my first steps at a Corvette club meeting um, when I was pretty young. So uh, you can only imagine the amount of, uh, of racing that is in my blood. And my passion for cars hasn't dwindled even since I was, you know, three years old in my uh, little pedal powered Corvette. So does dad let you drive the 68? So he actually let me drive it for the first time last year. Uh, there was a Corvette club uh, car show down at a park close to his house and I was going to drive the pickup over and he was going to drive the Corvette and I went to go get in the pickup and he said, uh, no, here's the keys to the vet and, uh, I'll see you over there. What? No way. So that was pretty nice. cool. And that car does not drive lightly. It's got over 800 horsepower. So you can imagine that I was playing with it a little bit, but not too much to get in trouble. <laughs> what was it originally with small block or big block? It was originally a 427, 66, so uh, it's now got about a 540 in it, 
um, with a, you know, drag racing clutch and a few other upgrades to make it go quick in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Stingray, I know that uh, everybody's hunkering down and you are as well, but I saw you've been, you've been lifting weights. You've been uh, basically packing at the, at, the, at the local store, I believe, uh, making sure that the supplies get to everybody. Yes. So my parents, I'm actually lucky enough to come home and kind of make a living while I'm not racing. Uh, my parents own a small grocery store here locally. And so I've been in the back throwing freight, trying to get those 25 pound flour bags onto the shelf, which seem to be flying off just about as fast as I can put them on. Um, but it's been kind of crazy. I know grocery stores across the country are getting hit hard. And so it's good to be on the front lines, making a difference where I can, helping people out. And what's really cool is that lately we've been able to do uh, pickup orders and also home delivery. So those that are elderly, elderly and are in risk are able to call in and I can take the order down and deliver it to their front door. Hey, Stingray, I know we've got one family that listens to us in Boise. Once you plug your store, we'll get them to come in. So the store is Red Apple Marketplace in Ontario, Oregon. It's a small store, but it's your personal store, so we take care of you. Love it. <laughs> hey, hey, and Stingray, what about the e-racing? Um, there's a Road to Indy e-racing series, but I, I, I looked down the results and I, I didn't see my favorite name, Stingray Rob. <laughs> well, right now, um, I was listening to your guys' broadcast with Connor, and it sounds like my setup is a bit more limited than even his. I got my simulator <laughs> going back in 2011. Uh, I was pretty young at the time, and so that is now outdated and I could use an upgrade. So I've been saving up for a new set of pedals and a new steering wheel that provide a little bit more realistic feedback. That way I'm not creating bad habits. <laughs> well, I think Ikea delivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they do. So before all this began, you were about to start another season of Pro 2000. Um, You've, but you've been in this a couple of years now. So why, why the? I mean, on the road to Indy, would you not want to go up one more series, or is it is that a cost thing too? And you're just trying to see if you can win, and then and then basically graduate with with the money to go forward. Yeah. So my entrance into the road to Indy started when I was 14, back in uh, I guess it was 2016, the the last year of the original Pro Mazda car. And so the reason we did that, we moved up so early, was because. USF 2000 at the time was even more expensive than Pro Mazda. And that was just because, you know, USF 2000 had updated the car. Pro Mazda was still on the old chassis model. And so we decided to run Pro Mazda that year. And then I kind of had to start over the following season when I ran with Team Pelfrey. And then came to Hunkos the following year after that. And so uh, I think last year was really, really big for me um, on the learning side of things. You could see at the beginning of the season, I had a good finish at St. Pete starting on the podium for the first race. And then uh, kind of went downhill and kind of had my ups and downs throughout the season until the last two races. And I qualified on pole, uh, two of those last four, four events in uh, Portland and Laguna Seca. So we decided, um, Peter Rossi, my manager, who's the father of Alexander Rossi, he's kind of been our guide this whole time. And he, he guided us in the direction to stay another year because we've seen drivers that move up the ladder pretty quickly. And then they get to IndyCar and they don't have the, the necessary skills to have longevity there. You know, they may be a quick driver. Um, they know how to, you know, battle it out on the track, but when it comes to engineering side of things, they may not have the knowledge that makes that last 1% difference between could be first, could be fifth. 
Hey, Stingray, we had Alexander Rossi on probably about 2012, where he was not much further along in your career. So maybe we'll uh, yeah. some of his uh, some of the Speed City luck will rub off on you on your career. <laughs> I hope so. It's actually kind of cool. So Alexander's exactly 10 years apart from me. So I'm kind of watching my pattern up through the, the younger ranks and looking up to him as a mentor. Well, I know his father, Peter, was heavily involved with it. We had him in studio with us at times, too. I think you've got a great coach there. Uh, would you consider diverting over into a, a caterum style of team? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. I, I like to be in any seat I can be. And at this point, you know, that's the road to Indy seems the most viable option. So I'm happy where I'm at. But someone comes calling, I'll be there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was looking at your career and you've spent how many years now? Let's, this is your third year, you said, in, in the 2000 series. And uh, I know Jonathan touched on it, but what have been some of the highlights? Uh, you, it looks like you finished fourth last year. You're you know, obviously one of the best in the Pro 2000. Yeah, I, uh, I think I ended the season really well last year. I kind of got onto a really good rhythm with my engineer, Kevin Eichler, with Hunkos Racing. And we started to figure each other out a little bit and developing the car a little bit more to my driving style. Um, and then we saw that at Portland qualifying on pole there. Uh, unfortunately I was taken out in corner one. That was very disappointing going for my first win there and uh, you know, getting that ended early, but still set the fastest time of the race with a broken car. So that was pretty impressive. And then also going to Laguna Seca, I led, I think it was 24 laps. And there was three to go, four to go, something like that. And uh, a, a lap car went off in front of me and brought sand back onto the track. And I got a little loose going out of one of the corners and went off track and ended up finishing second to Kyle Kirkwood, which was very, very frustrating. Uh, you know, second to last race of the season, you want to get that win under your belt. But hindsight 2020, I think it's good um, just because I would have been encouraged to go to Indy Lights. And I think stepping stone wise this is a better option for me and i'll be able to move to indy lights as a better driver for next year yeah so what about uh you talk about your aspirations to go to indycar i mean are there any you have a favorite driver racing in indycar right now i'm a little biased <laughs> alexander rossi is uh definitely one of the well yeah there you go. Um, but i've actually gotten to talk with joseph newgarden a little bit uh, personally, just, you know, some uh, passing by conversations. So it's been nice to see that he's very down to earth. Uh, one of those guys that is very willing to have a, you know, quick conversation. And, and, you know, all those drivers are, they're keeping their eye out for the ones coming up through the ladder. I think it's because they, they know it will be who they're racing in the future. And they're kind of guiding us as well. Um, they know where we're at because they kind of had to go through the same thing. So it's cool to, to meet those drivers in IndyCar that are looking down on us now and encouraging us to perform. Uh, another cool actual uh, meeting I had was with Zach Veach. I went to the climbing gym in Indianapolis a few weeks ago before all the race cancellations. And while I was there, Zach Veach ended up climbing. And he came up and said hello. And I'm like, oh, hey, Zach, how's it going? So that was pretty cool to, to stand there and talk with him uh, at the rock climbing gym of all places. Yeah, he is uh, quite avid with that. Uh... He and I were talking uh, in the spring here uh, in the climbing world. Any aspirations for El Capitan? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's on the bucket list for sure. Don't tell my mom that. She might have a panic attack. She can only stand <laughs> driving for right now. But 
<laughs> definitely a, a tan is something I want to do. And, and then take up skydiving after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be actually before that. Now that I'm 18, I can do it legally. I'll just have to <laughs> do it in secret. <laughs> hey, uh, right. Stingray, I got to ask you a question that we've asked everybody. In fact, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you the answer that Alexander Rossi gave us back in 2012. But I want to ask you, what's your daily driver when you're not driving the 66 bed of your dad's? What's your daily driver? <laughs> so kind of a funny story. I recently sold my daily driver. Um, it was a 1973 Toyota Land Cruiser that I was working on restoring. And so that was my project nice. in between races. My dad and I did a motor swap on it, went to a Chevy 350 and uh, got it cleaned up a little bit, made a few bucks on it when I sold it. And now I'm driving a Toyota FJ Cruiser. And it's just because being in Idaho, I got to have a vehicle that I can go hunting in, uh, you know, get up in the mountains, not get stuck in the driveway when we have a foot of snow on the ground. So I used to have a Mini Cooper and that ended up, being uh encapsulated by snow for several months during 2016 <laughs> during our uh, snow here is what we call it so i think it's good to have a four-wheel drive vehicle on the driveway instead of you know something that's lowered to the ground oh are you guys there so uh yeah, so you've been uh, been climbing, and, and you met up with Zach. Are are, are y'all going to go get in trouble together before racing starts back? Uh, kind of what's keeping you busy on a daily basis? Sounds like you're going hunting. I mean, you're going uh, climbing in the gym a little bit, but uh, hunting. What's keeping you up besides the uh, gaming? Well, right now, uh, I mean, you guys saw it. I'm working at the grocery store most days, trying to keep the the shelves filled. You know, we're, we're hiding toilet paper in the back room. That way people aren't buying and hoarding all of that. So that's keeping me busy just with the, the toilet paper aisle alone. Um, but besides that, I mean, there's, there's not too many places we can go. I can go hiking and uh, go play tennis or, you know, some golfing here and there. But besides that, you know, ro no rock climbing gyms are open. I can't go to the go-kart track. So I'm actually working on getting a shifter cart set up so I can, once the tracks open back up, I'll be able to sharpen my skills a little bit more and get my strengths back. You know, that's got to be capable of going around the uh, neighborhood block. You know, you, you could probably do that right. <laughs> yeah. Just as long as I don't hit the gutters too hard, I should be all right. <laughs> all right. Well, Stingray, we are about out of time. We really appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to follow anybody with a name like Stingray as a first name. We're going to have to follow you all season. We really appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, we don't know what, exactly when your season is going to start. I guess you guys, it's it's all up in the air right now. But but uh, we'll follow you and, and uh, check back with you. All right. Sounds good. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you guys at Road America. Yeah, there that you would go. That great. Hey, and thanks for your time, Stingray. Best of luck when the season does get underway. And get, get gaming. <laughs> yes, sounds good. I'll get to it. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks, Have Stingray. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we got a caller on the line. We'll talk to him. And we're also going to talk a little bit more about the eSports and a couple of other stories, too. Some other stories out of motorsports. So stick with us through the break. You're listening to Speed City. Back after these messages.
Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hello, I'm Jenny Gower from BBC F1. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. And we're going to jump right into a caller. Uh, before we do that, though, Les, you want to talk about the winding road racing hey, folks. Absolutely. We're going to keep you up to date with uh, the Speed City family of advertisers. Winding road uh, retail storefronts are closed like so many. Call them for the appointments. They are mail ordering. Uh, but uh, really, the mail order is the only thing that's going on. If you want to set an appointment further off in the future, contact them through email as well. Also, you heard Ducati Austin. What better way to social distance than to make appointment and go pick up a new motorcycle or prepare your own for riding when this quarantine is up? Uh, be sure, call ahead, get an appointment. They will uh, unlock the door and uh, roll your new one out for you. Not a problem. All right. Well, speaking of rolling one out, let's roll out this caller. We have uh, Rush. Rush on the line. Rush, welcome to Speed City. Hey, how you doing today? Good. How are you, Rush? Doing good. Doing good. Um, no, I'm enjoying how the eSport. But, um, but I, I, I want to touch on F1 just a little bit, really quick, okay? I don't want to take up too much of your time. But, um, like, with the IndyCar series, you know, that's ran in the state. So, it's like, what's the word for it? Logistically, it's easy for IndyCar to go here and go there. But now we're looking at F1 and F1 is in a, is in a predicament right now because of logistically, most of the teams are coming from Europe and um, like right now, Azerbaijan, that was supposed to be the first race that's been canceled now and more than likely um, Canada's either going to get postponed or canceled and i just you know like a lot of my friends overseas and people that i talk with daily we're thinking that f1 is just going to be scrapped for the whole season i mean even if there's only eight races you know i mean if there are eight races there can be a champion um champion crown but there's going to be an asterisk next to that i mean what are your thoughts do you think f1 will step off this year or are they just going to push it back um, with the new regulations? Well, I guess the new regulations are starting in 
2022, not 2021, and McLaren is actually going to the Mercedes um, engine for next year, which is being allowed. But I just want you guys to touch on it, and I'm trying to, like, what's your opinion? Do you think F1's going to go ahead this year or no race in Austin? And I'll let you have at it. That's a great question. Go, go, Jonathan. Yeah, Rush, my opinion is that obviously with the, the amount of money that Liberty paid, uh, some $8 billion for the, the whole thing, um, you know, they've got to put a world championship on if they can this year. So what you may find is um, the back end of the year, obviously they've already canceled the summer break that they usually have in August. So they're going to be desperate to get in the right amount of numbers to get a actual counting world championship whether i don't know exactly how many races that is but um there's a there's a limit uh, contract wise and so i think that's what they'll try to do but the really scary thing is if they can't do that and i've been reading some really disturbing you know um stories about some of the smaller teams just may not be able to survive if they don't go racing um so it, it, it is a really and you, as you say the logistics are the biggest factor because you just can't have two or 3,000 people from all over the world arriving in one city um, at one time until this is all over. So you're right. I think it's um, it's scarier than perhaps we know. And I've been reading up on Haas. And, you know, it's touch and go whether they're going to be able to keep going. And that that's my worry. But if it does happen, my opinion is it will happen between sort of July and, and December. And they'll try to squeeze everything in. Yeah, and you know what? The the Chase Carey came out and said not long ago they were going to try to get as many as 12 to 15 races, but I, I think this is all, uh, first of all, I just don't see how they do that, but I think it's all too fluid. We don't really know how all this stuff is going to play out. You know, it's like, uh, we don't know where, you know, there's been talk of, okay, maybe by middle of April, but there's no way that in the United States it's going to be fixed by the middle of April, but around the world for Formula One, we don't know. We don't know what month what you know we don't know when this is going to happen if they don't get started till august or july maybe then or june at the at the earliest how are they going to get more than eight or ten races i just don't see how it happens you know i agree uh it it's too hard to make a decision right now not knowing what the quarantine uh the effectiveness of it what it's going to be in another two weeks uh right now we're looking at montreal being the first race uh, which is kind of a departure from the rest of the the uh, tour. And so, quite honestly, I could see Montreal being canceled or shoved back closer to Austin, which, which I wouldn't like from a season approach and a geography approach, uh, considering I, I saw people in Montreal last year that I see in Austin. So I kind of hate to uh, have them too close to each other. Uh, the year we're taking the summer break back, and so maybe we can fill some of those spots. That's uh, that's smarter heads to figure out, is uh, what I think. But uh, hey, Rush, I gotta ask you. So the esports and stuff. Uh, what's your take on the esports, and are you doing any esports? Um, I'm not doing any esports. It it looks um exciting. My uh, sister's son, my nephew. He's 20, and he does go-kart racing, and this kid has a full setup, okay? I mean, the full steering wheel, the pedals, the driver's seat, and I mean, I mean, he's doing it, and I'm very impressed. I, I, I'm very impressed with the eSport. It's a little bit different, you know, but um, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I, 
I saw the um, Indy um, Car Esport yesterday, uh, Formula One. They did theirs today, and uh, I saw the NASCAR one. And it's it's something that it it takes the time by, you know. I mean, other than that, besides my girlfriend having me doing a lot of housework. I need F1. I need IndyCar back. You know, it's just, it's killing me. <laughs> well, Rush, but, um, we really appreciate you, know, you calling in, buddy. We're we are just about out of time. We appreciate you calling. Where'd you call in from, Rush? Where are you? Windsor, Connecticut. Windsor. All right. Connecticut. I like that. Yep. Yep. Up and here, then, uh, uh, I was out in Austin last year. So. Okay. But in, I just did, I a, Trans Am. I just did a Sim Trans Am race from Lime Rock yesterday. Ah, okay. Great. That's good. <laughs> All right, Rush. Thanks a lot for calling, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you, fellas. All right, guys. We just got about a minute or so left. Jonathan, there's a ventilator story about the Formula One yeah. teams. Has, has there been any? Are they? Where are they in the process? Well, there's two. There's two really good stories. First of all, seven of the F1 teams based in the UK, and you know them, McLaren, Racing Point, and so on. Uh, are all combining to work with the British government to come up with uh, basically using their 3D um, printers to make ventilators. And then there's a great story out of uh, Australia. Erebus, the team in supercars, is actually making um, perspex things to go over patients so that your doctor can put their hands through the perspex and deal with a patient and, uh, and obviously be protected. So some really nice stuff coming out of the world of motor racing turning their brilliant skills into helping this coronavirus. Yeah, it's really cool to watch. Well, we're out of time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. This show will be back up on our YouTube channel, Facebook, everywhere else. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Happy trails. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.